You're listening to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. This episode is brought to you by The Mystic Dream, where ancient wisdom meets the new aeon. They're located at 1437 North Broadway in Walnut Creek, California. You can find out more about services, magical supplies, classes. I mean, you name it, they got it. And hey, we all need a little something when you are a practicing magical spiritual person of any kind of variety. And if you're looking for it they probably have it so you can find out um if they do by checking out their website www.themysticdream.com once again uh this episode is sponsored by them and we wouldn't have the show without their kind support so do kindly uh check out their website once again that's www.themysticdream.com stay tuned we've got an episode here with thorn coil and it's one you don't want to miss Thanks for tuning in to The Modern Witch. Once again, you're listening to us here on the Pagan Radio Network. You are now entering ModernWitchOnline.com. Progressive Metaphysics. Welcome back to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and joining me in the studio is author T. Thorne Coyle, who uh, wrote Kissing the Limitless, Evolutionary Witchcraft, and has a new book out called Make Magic of Your Life by, or out with, rather, uh, Red Wheel Wiser. Thorne, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. So, I have to tell you, going through the book, I was... um, I, the first time I picked it up, I thought, hmm, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not, because usually I go for the books with, you know, recipes and lots right. of spells and, and, and that kind of a thing. And so I was kind of reticent and I, I picked it up, but I, I've, I've read your work before. I love your work. And I sat down, I said, you know what? No, let's, let's give this a, a chance because often it is uh, the subject matters that I don't find terribly interesting, which tend to be the most important for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that I, so I sat down and I started going through and, you know, I have to tell you, I'm really, really, really glad this book was written. And I would like to share a little bit about the, the, the subject matter and kind of the, the deeper underlining subject matter here within the book. So as you're writing, you approach this idea of the powers of the Sphinx. Would you mind sharing with us just a little bit about that? Yeah, so the four powers um, of the Sphinx came to us through Eliphas Levy. We're not sure where they came from before that. We don't know where he got them from. Um, and they're the powers to know, to will, to dare and to keep silence. Now, in modern craft traditions, this has often been passed on as the witch's pyramid. So these four things, knowing, willing, daring, and silence, come together and form a dynamic whole. They form a quintessence that Crowley called the power to go. I call it the power to manifest. When we bring all those things together, our magic all of a sudden snaps into place and becomes effective. Without any of the four, we're sort of floundering around in our lives forever (laughs) with ineffective magic. Like the recipes don't work if you don't have to know, to will, to dare, and to keep silence. And it's interesting to me 
that final one, the power to keep silence, is the one we often miss because it's the power that the overculture tries to keep us from. It's the power of deepening, of gestation, of digestion and integration, and of really connecting to mystery. When you were work, when you're actually sat down to to you know kind of go through the process of how you were going to write this book and how you were going to approach the subject matter, why is it that you felt these four points, these these four points of power, actually do make a difference in our witchcraft? Actually, do make a difference in the effectiveness of our magic? That's a really good question. This book came out of my work with my long-term students and my spiritual direction clients. I found that they were all struggling with desire and manifestation. And I thought, that's strange. Why are people having such trouble connecting with the power of desire? And why are people who are magic workers, many of them long-term magic workers, reticent to do basic manifestation work? And I realized that people have a funny sense of this. A, I think the rise of things like The Secret have made us um, back away from manifestation because we think it's just this purely self-centered, selfish uh, way to be in the world. And that's doing us and the world a disservice because as magic workers, our powers of manifestation are really important. Um, it's part of how we help affect change in the world. And it's part of how we um, come to be of greater service. So I'm sort of talking around your question right now because I needed to give you that little bit of background. Um, I came to the four powers after working with desire with my clients and students for quite some time. And the four powers I realized were what was the missing ingredient. You know, I could talk to people about desire. I could talk to them about trying to connect with desire and with life force. I could talk to them about why manifestation was important. But until I started placing it within the structure of the four powers, it wasn't getting through as well. And that's when I found that desire and the four powers are the underpinning of all of our other efforts, right? Hmm. That until we know, we can't move forward. Until we then activate will, our ability to do things in the world, we can't move forward. And until we dare, until we let go of our attachment to what the outcome looks like, we can't move forward. And until we keep silence, until we give ourselves time to deepen with the process and to listen for the greater mystery that's trying to unfold, we can't move forward. So finding, um, refinding, I should say, refinding my connection to the four powers gave the work the structure it needed and enabled me to communicate what it was I needed to communicate about the powers of desire and manifestation. How much of the the block to this work? Because, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm going, all right, I, I, I totally read all about this and I, I had to go through workshops with this, you know, years ago when I was just kind of, we'll say, a little witchling. And right. so at this point, you know, for somebody who's been around a while and somebody who's been pre well practiced, at least, you know, they consider themselves to be, why is it um, that this work is still prevalent? I mean, for me, you know, I'm looking at it, I'm going, there, there was a block there, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I've already done this. But 
the way that you you actually present it is different. Why do you feel there's there are blocks, like actual blocks, that are keeping people from being able to go and move through this work? I think there are many reasons for our blocks. Um, part of it is our personality just develops habits, and those habits start to form around our resistances, and it just becomes easier to say, "I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for years. I'm just gonna." keep doing this thing. It's easy to stop challenging ourselves. And forcing ourselves to go back through our work with the four powers is in itself a challenge. You know, the Sphinx, I love that they're called the four powers of the Sphinx, and that they're, um, the four powers themselves are associated with the parts of the Sphinx, because the Sphinx is traditionally a challenger and a guardian. So the Sphinx, by approaching the Sphinx through the four powers, our lives are challenged, our magic is challenged, our thinking and our actions are challenged, and we need those challenges to keep growing and learning. Otherwise, our resistance drives the bus. And I talk in the book about the importance of resistance and how resistance is a sign that something's happening. You know, just like you said, oh, I'm not that interested in this book. Wait, that's a sign to me that maybe I need to look closer at this material because there's something I'm avoiding. There's something I'm dancing around, right? And resistance also holds a lot of power. Our life power gets tied up in resistance and we can either push against it or try to hack through it or try to ignore it. But what we can also do as magic workers is harness the power of resistance to push through. So think of the butterfly smashing its way out of the chrysalis or the baby chick smashing its way out of the shell, right? They encounter that resistance and in continuously engaging that resistance, they grow stronger, right? The tree roots more deeply the more wind resistance it has. Trees that have zero wind resistance end up falling over at the first big storm, right? Yeah. They They haven't had to grow strong. And so... I think it's really a great thing to look, to start looking, wait, where am I coming up against strong dislike? I just blogged about this, this about that this morning. Um, I blogged about how I hate yoga. And I went to yoga class yesterday because the part of my personality that hates yoga needs the very lessons that slowing down, holding those poses feeling really uncomfortable and ungraceful and not good at something, that is all stuff I need to be with. That's resistance that can teach me some deeper lessons about myself, right? So those are some personal blocks. We're also, we also encounter blocks because the overculture trains us to just keep moving, to keep going, um, to try to do what's easy, to not sink down, to not slow down, to not sit in silence, and to just buy more stuff instead of really facing our fears. Mm. You know, so it's, it's not just on us. I mean, we've created a whole system together that keeps us trapped, that keeps us upholding the status quo instead of challenging the status quo. And in my mind, the best magic helps us challenge the status quo. And so it's going to make us feel a little uncomfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are listening to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network, and we will be right back with Thorn Coil. 
Welcome back to The Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. You're listening to us here on the Pagan Radio Network. Joining me in studio is author Thorne Coyle. Thorne has a new book out called Make Magic of Your Life, and it is uh, with Red Wheel Wiser. And we were just talking at the beginning of the show about how, you know, this isn't one of those books that you're going to pick up and find a bunch of recipes in. But one thing that it does, and it does very well is it introduces, uh, you know, a topic, um, obviously, you know, one of these these four powers of the Sphinx, and then it guides you through energy work and soul support. And you did a really wonderful job, Thorne, at making this a work that could be integrated into the self. Could we talk a little bit about why you felt it was important to structure the book the way that it was? I tend towards being an intellectual, and so I love to read things, get things conceptually expand my thinking. However, for me to actually make changes in my life, I've got to get things into my body, into my emotions, into my actions. So it's partially selfish. I learn better if I have things to do. And I found with my students and clients that that also works for them. So it was important for me that this not just be a book of theory, but that there be meditative segments um, to help us deepen our connection to the work and then actions to help us practice the work. Because there's a lot of armchair magicians, you know, we joke about them. And I think that's true. I think, I think there's a lot of people who have incredible book learning, incredible information And yet, and they talk a good talk, and yet when it comes time to enact things in their day-to-day lives, things fall short. And some of these people even put on amazing rituals, you know, they can do really elaborate magical workings, but what happens at home? What happens in their personal relationships? What happens in their workplace? And I am really deeply interested in how magic can and does infuse our entire lives. We are making magical choices all the time, but unless we set our intention towards action, we don't realize it. And so I feel like we're all creating things all the time without intention, without clarity of will. And so the action items in the book are ways to say, hey, let's look at what we're actually doing here. Let's look at our lives. Let's look at what we're avoiding, what we're drawn to, and what we can actually do to infuse our lives with magic in every moment. So without the action, it all stays in theory, and our lives don't really change. When you were when you were writing this book, did you have? I know you had said that you know you were inspired by some of your your clients and your students. But when you were writing this book, did you feel you were writing to a specific audience, uh, a specific generation, uh, a specific group of people? I mean, what, when you were writing this, who did you feel you were writing it for? I actually first was writing this book for all of my beloved long-term students and my spiritual direction clients. But I also was very aware that I wanted to open up this concept of magic under underpinning our lives to as many people as possible. I wanted to reach the people for whom something like some of the work in Kissing the Limitless or Evolutionary Witchcraft might feel too esoteric, mm. you know? So make magic of your life is both for 
people who are long-term magic workers who want to revisit the underpinnings of their magical operations. But I also wanted it to be a book that any kind of spiritual seeker could pick up and say, oh, wait, what does she mean when she says, make magic of your life? How is that even possible? I don't know what it means, but I want to find out. So as I was writing the book, I was trying to write on several layers at once. You know, I was trying to write for people like you and me who already have a strong practice and just want to keep ourselves honest. And I also was writing for people like um, my friend Crystal Blanton, who, as we know, is a powerful witch and priestess and who works a really challenging job and can maybe use help bringing more magic, magical support into her day-to-day job as a social worker. But I also wanted to reach people like the people who are seeking something from things like The Secret and who have been disillusioned for very good reasons. People who want more magic in their lives and don't even know how to get it. Um, So in this way, it's not one of those kind of magical how-to books. It's more of a why of magic. Why do we do magic? Why is magic important? Um, I'm hoping I brought some of that through the book. Do you feel that any of any messages from your previous two books made their way into this one? Certainly. My books all build upon one another. You know, evolutionary witchcraft, I often call my kitchen sink book because I really threw in everything but the kitchen sink into that book. You know, evolutionary witchcraft was the product of 20 years of magical work. And I realized that there were so many segments in that book that could be whole books themselves. And so I took um, the segment, the segments um, in late in evolutionary witchcraft about above, below, and center, and the work with the divine twins and the peacock, and how we come together when we work with polarity, we create something new. And how in order to create something new and come into full alignment and self-possession of ourselves, we've got to do demon work. You know, we've got to work on other things like astral travel. And um, it was a pretty esoteric book and yet also a basic book in that it says we all can become fully human and fully divine. Here's how to do this. You know, here's how to work towards knowledge and conversation with your divine self. And included in that book, of course, was the power of desire. You know, those divine twins, those polarities, desire one another. And it's in the coming together of those that this new life is created. And that is what gets unpacked in Make Magic of Your Life. You know, the subtitle is Passion, Purpose, and the Power of Desire. So I feel like each of my books builds um, in that I just can't say as much as I want to in one book. Um, And of course my work deepens, you know? Absolutely. Um, And as my work deepens, I have more to say. Mm, Isn't that the way it works? Yeah. You're listening to The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network, and we will be right back with Thorn Coyle.
Welcome back to The Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and joining me in the studio is author Thorne Coyle, who has a new book out, Make Magic of Your Life. Thorne, um, so we, we've talked a lot about this particular book, but it's really this, you know, the book is just this product of you generating a lot of work and a lot of soul, you know, development and a lot of, of awakening. And you've done some some really amazing projects and you've been instrumental in creating some really great things within the pagan community. Um, one of those, of course, is the Solar Cross Temple, which does a lot of community outreach, does a lot of community work. Um, could you t- talk to us a little bit about Solar Cross? Yeah, so Solar Cross Temple is sort of the large umbrella, um, and it keeps evolving as everything does. God herself is in process, and so are we, uh, and so are all of our projects. So Solar Cross Temple right now is focusing on community outreach by doing monthly devotionals in which anyone can gather and uh, do devotionals with the gods, the ancestors, goddesses, land spirits, things like that. We also are really focused on community service. Um, So there are members who do prison ministry on a regular basis, members who do work with the homeless community. Um, Through Solar Cross, we also provide spiritual education to low-income people. And um, we have people working on various projects. We've got some pagan therapists in. We've got environmentalists doing work. So really, it's about building community through service and acknowledging that our smaller community needs service, but our smaller community can also serve the larger beloved community. Mm -hmm. So right now, you know, one of our recent projects is looking at aspects of privilege and asking pagans and other people to say, hey, let's have this conversation about privilege and how that impacts our lives and our communities. Um, So... Part of what Solar Cross does is brings to light things that can be easily ignored in spiritual settings. Uh, we want to say that these 
basic human things that are part of everyday life are vitally important to our spiritual practice and our spiritual expression. Mm. That's that's a rather beautiful way of looking at it. Um, and you've also been teaching for quite some time. And in fact, before you were, you know, a, a published author, you had been teaching and traveling. Yes. And so you you also have be out of this teaching Morning Star, and, and I personally like Morning Star. Um, of course, Morning Star is a reference to a very, very, very um, divinely inspired higher self, and and a bunch of other things. I'm quite sure, as it is your um, your name mm-hmm. and, and the label there. But when you're looking at Morningstar, what has it become now? Because it's it's more than just things that you've been working on. It's it's this beautiful, beautiful umbrella. Mm-hmm. Morningstar Mystery School is also ever-evolving. Uh, it did start out um, just as my teaching these two-and-a-quarter-year classes. And it has evolved into a network of students that's really beautiful. Many of those people are now... Morningstar mentors who are teachers and leaders in their own rights. Um, so they take the work into their home communities. They help with online classes. Um, they, you know, spread the word of daily spiritual practice, soul alignment, and basically anything that helps bring light into darkness and helps darkness and light um, come together in ways that are nourishing and helpful and hopeful to us. So. I teach a lot of weekend workshops, online classes. Um, we've got the video series Fiat Lux that enables people who live anywhere in the world to access teaching uh, via video for just $20 a month. And I lead that. Um, my Morningstar mentors help lead discussions on that. And people are really doing deep, deep and amazing work through that. We've got short-term online classes and long-term ongoing online classes as well as the physical in-person work. So part of what Morningstar is trying to do, I feel we have a mandate to spread um, the teaching that we can all become spiritually whole and aligned, fully human and fully divine in this lifetime and that we can help each other do that. And that's the mandate of Morningstar Mystery School and what we're all working towards. I think that is, is again, absolutely beautiful. Uh, if, if people want to find out more about you and your projects and, and you know, where you're going to be, because I know you tour a lot, where can they go? Thorncoil.com, T-H-O-R-N-C-O-Y-L-E. Um, it has access to videos, to my books, to the, my calendar section with all the classes coming up, um, to the one-on-one spiritual direction all sorts of things, and a link to the Solar Cross Temple activities, too. There you go. Well, Thorne, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. I know that you've got a lot going on, and we definitely appreciate it here on The Modern Witch. Thanks, Devin. Um, there's one last thing I want to mention. that um, Starting in May, I'm going to be beginning a new webcast series. Um, people probably have noticed my podcast series, Elemental Castings, has petered out as I've brought attention and time to other things. So the new thing is Make Magic of Your Life, in which I will interview via video um, two different people a month to go through the four powers. So I'm really excited about it. So I ask people to look for that on YouTube in May. 
that is awesome. That is really awesome. I'm okay. So folks, you can, um, I will make sure I put all of that information in the show notes. Um, so that if you want to jump on board and you want to see what other work she's doing and, and, uh, her extensions are doing, you can definitely connect to that. And Thorne, I hope to have you back on the show, uh, sometime soon. That would be great. Thanks uh, so much, Devin. Thank you. And many blessings to everyone. And we'll be right back after this break.
And welcome back to The Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter. You're listening to us here on the Pagan Radio Network. That was an awesome interview with Thorn Coyle, and uh, it actually took a lot to make that happen. We kept on having conflicting schedules, and then um, there was once that I actually stood her up on accident. It was just crazy. So um, thank you for making that happen. I know that uh, your schedule is very busy, and you were just awesome, and she was just really cool about everything. So um, Thorn is awesome by her books. Thorn is awesome by her books. Um, so one of the things that you might want to check out, um, if you hop on over to the modernwitchonline.com website, which of course is where all things modern witch live, breathe, and thrive, um, you will notice that there is a new giveaway. And uh, let me tell you about it. So Modern Witch has partnered up with Wiser Books, and uh, we're going to do a joint giveaway. Um, now, this one is only for uh, member re- residents of the continental U.S., um, but if you are a resident of the continental U.S., you can enter to win this really, really, really awesome um, prize. Well, okay, so there's actually a couple of prizes. So the first one is, um, and this really, this whole contest, I have to say, is all about the steampunk. And so if you're a steampunk person, here we go. Um, we are going to be giving away uh, copies of the cover art for the new book, Steampunk Magic, and that's by Gypsy Elaine Teague. Um, and if you are somebody who's into steampunk, you might want to check this book out. Um, if you're not somebody who's into steampunk, you still might want to check the book out because there's going to be some cool magic stuff in there. Um, but anyway, if you want uh, to win a copy of the cover art, uh, we've got three of those to give away. And we're also giving away bookage and so signed copies of steampunk magic so there is all of that information um on the website you can just go to modernwitchonline.com or you can just check out wiser books um and it'll be on uh, there as well so really really good stuff um i'm very excited to uh, see where this can go and uh, i hope that you win this 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 awesome awesome art and a signed copy of a book because come on now who doesn't want a signed copy of the book they get to show it off to all their friends it's it's it's, it's a thing i have a couple signed copies you know it, it's it's a conversation starter so anyway Check out the website, modernwitchonline.com, and there is going to be lots of information about how to join the, the this awesome giveaway, and it's actually pretty easy. So if you don't do it, you're just lazy. So get off your butt and go do it. All right. Um, lots of love to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. Uh, we are super busy working away on volume four, and I've got some good news. I can confirm that uh, if you have been trying to get this magazine and you're like, oh, I don't know how to get this in. I don't know where to go to get it. You can now get this um, starting next month uh, in May when, when it is released. You can now get Modern Witch Volume 4. We're not calling it magazine anymore because it's not exactly a magazine. It's actually, if you could if you can envision this, if you haven't actually seen Modern Witch, um, it's kind of like getting a book of shadows that's, that's full of recipes and is full of rituals um, written by modern practitioners. 
And then you also get some story to it. So you get to to read an article about why exactly this magic is important, where it comes from, that kind of thing. And in this one, there's some really, really good stuff. We've got A Witch's Guide to the Zodiac, which is what I wrote. And that sucker was 16 pages. Um, And it's all about how, as a witch, you can use the energies of the wheel, of the zodiacal wheel, as we're going through it, uh, working with whatever planet, and it it, it break it down and make it super easy for anybody. Um, And so you might want to check, you know, if you're into that, you might want to check out the the, uh, Modern Witch Volume 4. And uh, Storm Fairywolf also wrote a bunch it's it's quite beautiful um a bunch about actually how to craft magic um and how to do it effectively and how to use certain instruments and implements and where they come from and it's really good stuff we've also got some of your favorites david salisbury yusha rabbit uh it's it's jam-packed uh full of amazing content you really really are going to want to check this out and now you can get it anywhere you can now um get this at your local uh, metaphysical store you can get this at your barnes and noble all you got to do is walk in and uh ask them that say hey we want to get uh, Modern Witch Volume 4, and that is, uh, it's going to be that easy. So I will have more information as we get closer to that, but I'm happy to say that we can wholesale um, to stores, which is that's a pretty big move, um, and we're very excited about that to see where that is going to take us. So uh, we're busy working away on that. You know it's, it's a very visual process, um, so I'm, I'm going to get back to that. Uh, but lots of love. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and I hope to have you back next week. And next week's show is going to, of course, rock your socks. So, all right, I'll see you then. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. We are beauty and we are darkness. We are light and we are change. Power of darkness, we are light and we are change.
This week on The Modern Witch, you heard Home by The Engineers, Rain Gods by Canal, uh, Reappear by School of Seven Sisters, and Divine Twins by T. Thorn Coyle. Hey all you modern witches, I'm Devin Hunter, host of The Modern Witch here on the Pagan Radio Network. If you're like me, a 21st century witch who lives in the real world and you're ready for your magic to be here as well, then tune in for your dose of today's best pagan and pagan-friendly music, interviews with pagans you want to know more about like Christopher Penzak, Wendy Rule, and Gaudet Parma, as well as in-depth discussions on topics that matter to you. Go to PaganRadio.net for showtimes and for more Modern Witch, including our magazine, online community, and other shows, visit ModernWitchOnline.com. Modern Witch, it's progressive metaphysics.